It's uh, Valentin Jokai today, former Rams defender. Uh, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Thanks. How are you? Thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, no, no, my pleasure. Thank you for thank you for coming on. Uh, whereabouts are you at the minute? Uh, right now, I'm back home in Switzerland, in Lucerne, actually, uh, just at my parents' house, basically. Just <laughs> went back home and staying here. Okay, what's the, what's the situation like there? Well, the situation's been like almost like everywhere. We have been in lockdown for a couple of weeks now, but they're going to release lockdown like from next Monday on. So like shops are going to be open again and people are going to go back to work and stuff. It's been a tough time, but actually I'm surprised how disciplined the Swiss people were. Like literally like the government saying like you need to stay at home and stuff and they literally stayed at home. Like only a couple like uh, people, like young people obviously. Yeah out and stuff like probably like everywhere else but apart from that it's been actually good and just trying to make the best out of the time yeah join the club join the club yeah. trying to be productive making podcasts and whatnot can we yeah. um we'll start from like the very beginning of like football career and, and whatnot how old was you when you kind of first got involved in in football well i was like from the young age just basically five six years old and just playing locally in the village i lived in and then with uh, 12 years old i moved to lucerne FC Lucerne, like one of the bigger clubs in Switzerland here. So I went through the academy till the under-21s. And like when I was 17, that was, uh, that was the first time when like people were inviting me to trials over to England. Like I was on trial at Blackburn first and then I was in Newcastle as well for a week. And that was with 17, 17, 18. And then obviously I was at Derby for like a couple of weeks and then signed there. What, why don't you think it, it worked out for, with the first couple of trials? What what happened when you went on, on trial at Blackburn and, and Newcastle? Well, the easy one is my club here in Switzerland, Lucerne, they asked for too much money. Oh, okay. Like, I remember they asking, Blackburn were at the time were in the, in the Premier League, Newcastle as well, and they asked them for like a ridiculous amount of money. I was 17, 18 years old. I didn't play in the first team, I played in 21s level. Mm. And they were asking like these like enormous amounts of money just for me. And they said like, obviously, I could understand like when a new customer at the time saying like, well, what's the point in signing? Because he's that young and we're not going to spend so much money for a young lad we haven't seen playing like professionally or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like being in a higher level. So they just like pulled out of it. And then I was at Derby. And at Derby, the start was the same. Actually, like I was there for a couple of weeks and they're trying to get a deal done and whatever. And... Just couldn't have, you couldn't make it, and then Lucerne asked for too much money. And then I remember Nigel Claude sent me home on a Thursday. He sent me home on a Thursday with like a piece of paper and said, like, yeah, just go back to Lucerne, grab your stuff. On Monday you'll be a derby player, and whilst you're there, just go to do Lucerne to the club and just give them that piece of paper and tell them to let you go. Basically. Really? Yeah, I went in there. I went in there, and I said, like, please just let me go. Here's a the paper. They told me to give it to you, and I'll be gone. So. Got back home, started packing my stuff and obviously saying goodbye to everyone. And like a couple, like half an hour later, an hour later, so he told me, say, it's a done deal. I'll see you Monday in training. So just grab your stuff and go in. Wow. What are, your, what are your memories of first coming to Derby like on trial and then obviously coming back full time as a, as a professional? Uh, it's unbelievable for me. I was a young lad. Like I've seen England only from TV and you know? I kept watching Premier League football all the time and stuff. And it was always my dream playing in England. But when I first got there, it was like unbelievable. It's a ridiculous feeling and just like playing Pride Park and stuff and just the training facilities and everything. It's so professional and everything. Everybody it was good to me, like the fans welcomed me. And it's just great. It's an unbelievable feeling for an 18-year-old. Like, because I come from a poor background. Like my parents, obviously, they're from Kosovo. 
and they had to move over to Switzerland because of the war in the 90s. It wasn't safe for them to stay. So I come from a poor background to see make my parents proud and be a professional footballer in England as well. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Was it a bit of a, a lifestyle change, obviously going from Switzerland to like being in digs in Derby with, with the lads and that? Did you, did you have to adapt to that? Yeah, of course. I had <laughs> the lads were great to me. I was living with Michael Hoganson at the time yeah. and he's, he's from Newcastle. So I had like trouble <laughs> speaking to him at the start because he's like, <laughs> but, but, yeah, but I learned it very quickly. Like I picked it up very quickly. Um, but it was great. It was like, you know, all together it was a great time I had that. Yeah, what was what was Nigel Clough like as a as a manager, being a young lad coming into professional football? Well, he was good to me, like really good. He liked me a lot, and he told me from the start. He said, like, I'm going to take my time with you. Basically, I just want to like get you step by step into the first team. That's what he told me from the start. And I got there. He made me captain of the 21s in the first year, and he told me I like, will be playing with the 21s, so you have like game time and regular games and you'll be involved with the first team all the time and that's the, that was the case in my first year and I played a couple of games like when they needed me like as a backup for I played right back uh, played Cardiff away one time and Birmingham away I played right back just like covering up but he was good to me and he was like good to all the young lads like he, he even he was interested in the young lads because he kept coming to the games all the time like it was actually the first team uh, management uh, coaching team took over the 21s and they were coaching us as well in that game so he was always involved in watching the games and stuff and as yeah. a young lad you appreciate that that he watches it. he's not like one of the guys who tells you yeah if you play well I'll put you in my team you know he actually kept his word yeah and you broke into the first team was it six games first team games you played yeah yeah I yeah. started games and I just played like a couple of the bench coming for the last couple of minutes obviously the first game of the season we played Chef Wed at home yeah, and that was uh, when I made my debut. Come off the, the bench for the last few, like couple of minutes. That was unbelievable. I was eighteen. I didn't expect it. I was just sitting on the bench, and they just called me up. And uh, that, I made my debut there. My full debut was in the winter. At some point, we played Cardiff away. Yeah, and I made my full debut there. Yeah, I can remember that game actually. I went to that. Um, yeah. What? Um, why do you think it, you didn't? You wasn't really able to like kick on from obviously having a good start. And was it a change of management or, or something? Was it was it something that changed that that you didn't really kick on and get as ma- many more games in Derby's first team? Well, the change of management had something to do with it uh, as well. But I just think, like I'm being honest, I just didn't fulfil my potential. Like I had the potential, I had the talent, and there was style I was playing. Like there wasn't like any centre-backs we had a derby would play the way I played because I always want to play at the back and I was good on the ball. And it, I just like, I didn't fulfil my potential. Like I didn't work hard enough to be honest and uh, just like taking it too lightly and just waiting for my chance. But I, I was like, I was so confident of my abilities that I said, if they give me a chance, I'm going to take it and I'm going to prove that I'm uh, the guy for the team, you know, that I can play this. But I just didn't work hard enough, to be honest, and I just it took it too easy, and uh, it's like one of the mistakes I regret. Mm. I was going to say, is that is that a regret for you now? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. It's like if you're looking back at it, but uh, one way as well, like I was 18, young lad, obviously mm. in another country and stuff. My agent, for example, I can tell you, who brought me to Derby. I've never seen him before. The first time I've seen him was at Derby when we played our first game, like a friendly game. That was the first time I've seen. I only spoke to him on the phone, you know. Okay. And he always cared about me saying, like, yeah, you need to do this and stuff and whatever. He just brought me derbies, let me sign a contract. And basically, I was on my own, you know. Mm. 
and as yeah. young lad hard you know and i just didn't pick it up that quickly and uh, just got a bit lazy and just like thought yeah it's gonna be enough it's gonna be enough but at the end as i figured out it wasn't you went you you carried on playing for, in england a little bit after after derby um where, where was it you went to afterwards it was it um you went on loan to barnet was it yeah, I was one time, I was on loan at Carlisle for a couple of weeks, but yeah. then I got recalled back because one of the centre-backs were injured and they just need me as a backup. And then at the end of my second year, I was a Barnet for the second half of the season. And after that, I couldn't find a club over the summer and was like without a club for like six months till January. And then in January, was it 2015-16, I think, something like that, I was a Gateshead for half a year. And that was basically my last chance. That's why I told myself, I said, this is my last chance. Just play games. This is not the standard I want to play in. Yeah. But just keep playing games and maybe some come, somebody will come watch games and invite you for trials or whatever over the summer. And then you can show about. Like uh, at the end of the season, like it was this last game or second or last game, I got injured on my knee. Injured my knee. Oh, okay. I was out for the whole summer, so I couldn't do anything I wanted to. So I was basically out for the whole summer where everybody was building their teams. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't get a chance anymore then. Yeah. And then Did I you... went out, Yeah, after that, I went to half a year in Germany. Played there. And that was literally just said Germany. Maybe if it doesn't work in England, it might work in Germany. So I played half a season. That didn't work. And at the end, I said, like, I need to, to make some money. And just, like, finished it and just went back home. Do you still play to play now? No, no, I don't play anymore. Just like no. with friends now and again, but like not semi-professional, nothing. No, do you not miss it? I do miss it now and again, yeah. But it's just like one of these things, like if I want to do something, I want to do it 100%. And I just couldn't set myself at the standard of playing like semi-professional just as a hobby or whatever. Because it's just like risk of injury and stuff. And I just said, uh, if that's not going to work, I am just might uh, make myself a career like working. Yeah, well, you played under 21s during the, the Euro qualifiers as well, didn't you, for Albania? Yeah. Uh, you must have played against some some brilliant players at that level. Yeah, we played Spain. And they had players like Morata was playing up front, uh, De Lofeo, Iker Muniain, Oliver Torres, Carvajal was in Madrid. Like all these players, and that was a good experience. Like they showed me, literally opened up my eyes and said, this is the way you play football. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, running around. I was never <laughs> run so much in a game without touching the ball. It's ridiculous. Really? Really? Yeah. Was that, does that open your eyes, eyes slightly as a youngster when you kind of think, oh, I just need a chance and I'll make it? And if you play in them kind of games, you realise right, how big the level yeah. actually is. Yeah, definitely. Like, that opens up your eyes and say, like, there's so many good players around. And, like, most of their players, I don't know, like, only a couple of them made it. You know, there's like centre-backs who played the, the Spain and the 21s level that, uh, that year. They didn't make it. They're just mm. playing somewhere now, you know what I mean? And if they didn't make it, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it then. If they can't make it, then this, this must yeah. be unreal. It's crazy. What would you say your uh, career highlight is, if you've got one, like the highlight of your footballing career? Was there one moment that stands out? Well... The moment I made my debut, that was literally the first game. And everybody was excited for the first game of season we are playing at home. Uh, just coming off the bench, that, that was for me the highlight, definitely. And just making my professional debut. Because I didn't expect it to be that soon. It was literally the first game of the season. I didn't expect it to be that soon. And then that was definitely my highlight. How do you, you go about then getting into the Albanian on the 21 side and playing in the qualifiers? 
Yeah, well, that was a funny story. Uh, I was like playing a derby. I had the manager, the 21's manager from Albania. He came over, watched the game. And then he just talked to me a bit afterwards and said, like, I'd be interested to have you in the national team. Do you have the passport? I said, I don't have it. He said, well, that's no issue. I go, like, all right. So they invited me over. I played a couple of friendlies. And friendlies, you can play without a passport. That's no problem. And then the qualifier started. I still didn't have a passport like three days before the first qualifier. It was we played uh, Hungary at, uh, at home. So, yeah, I flew over, did the training and everything. And then, like, literally, like, two days before the game, uh, somebody comes in my room, wakes me up at 7 o'clock in the morning, tells me, just put something on and let's go. We have to go to the capital, to Tirana, and just get your passport. I said, what do you mean? I said, yeah, just, just do it. May I got up, brushed my teeth, you know, quickly. Got in, Mercedes V-class, May. It's like five guys in there. It's just me and, uh, like, all with glasses, like proper mafia stuff, yeah. So we go into the capital and there's like containers, you know, like people like small containers. There's like a line of like 100 to 200 people waiting outside to get the like visa or passport and stuff. Yeah. And they've been out there for like three or four days, probably, you know, like eating food and sitting on the floor and eating food and stuff. And I just walked past past them, like two guys in front of me, two behind me, like I was a movie star somewhere. I just walked past there, went in. They took a quick picture of me, like seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, fingerprints, signed it, went back to the hotel. Next day, the president of the Albanian Federation comes to me, gives me my passport and says, congratulations, man. Wait, let me shoot. <laughs> man, literally, in, in, a, in a day, I had the, uh, the Albanian passport in my hand. It's ridiculous. Have you, have you still got one? Yeah, yeah, I still got it. Really? So you can still, like, you still yeah, qualify as an Albanian national? Yeah, 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 I still qualify as that. How many... How many games did you go on to play for, for Albania? Uh, well, I played the whole qualifier. It was um, something like eight, nine games. And I played a couple of friendlies. And obviously, then uh, it didn't work out for me football-wise uh, after Derby. And I just didn't find... So I couldn't make it in the first team. But that was a great time, yeah. That's incredible. And we spoke about some of the some of the players and some of the memories you've got from playing for the uh, Albania on the 21 national team. And... We've got with us now, um, you've still got roots in Derby, so to speak, because one of your very good friends, and you come back quite often, don't you, to see yeah, Harry yeah, Steele, yeah. he's here with us now as well. How did you first yes, uh, How did you uh, first meet Harry? He didn't try and sell your moat, did he? Well, <laughs> on a night out, mate. I met him on a night out. He's the nicest story. I don't know what he's on about, but I remember it. We went out and I've seen him and you just had a couple of drinks and then suddenly... Hang on, uh, hang on. Hang on, you missed the Hang on, you... let me tell the story and then you can talk. No, no, you missed the, the start where you came to the casino. Do you remember? You and Hoax was, was playing blackjack. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we've seen you at the casino before. Yeah. And you played against Ben and Jamal at the time. Do you remember at the yeah. start? You and Ben, yeah. uh, you played against Ben and Jamal against Forrest in the 21s. Yeah, yeah. And I've been to the game that day. Yeah, that's true. So you still yeah, to... we probably met each other on that night out and then... As I remember, mate, you asked me for my number and went like, Val, can I have your number? And then let's do something. <laughs> let's do something this week. I said, mate, no problem. I gave him my number. And I think the next day you were around my house, come by and you're trying to go like play tennis at David Lloyd's. I remember that. You had like your tennis we, racket or something. We <laughs> never... So, so Blake, we just to never, clarify the story. We never went. To, we never just went. Just to clarify, yeah. Okay. We never went because we were just like chilling at the house. I think we're playing cod or whatever. But we never did go. Did he have his tennis outfit on? Ready? So, mate, so. ready, mate. Shorts and everything. 
Blake, see, the funny thing about this is Val has, like, stuck, stuck to this story since, and now he, like, starts to make things up. I actually don't know why he does that. Because I remember, I remember the night fairly clearly, and it didn't really go anything like that at all. Why, mate? Um, and Val, you've heard the story. You know exactly what happened on that yeah, uh, uh, night. I, I was, let's get your, let's I, get I, your I side of events. Get, I don't know why I need to. It it, we we just right. met, didn't we? We just ended up meeting, didn't we? That was it. Just one of those things where you know Val and Hoax was in Derby. They had no one. There was in no no wait that time, and I'd been speaking to them all night uh, the night before. I think it was. I think it was the night before. Yeah. Um, in the casino, they, they they came for a gamble after they played uh, Forest and Twenty Ones, and then I was with uh, a friend of mine, Benson, who I was playing basketball with at the time. Um, and then I, I passed crossed in uh, in no no wait. Uh, in fact, no. You and Hoax had a bottle, didn't you? And you called me over and you asked me for a drink, and that's when we got talking. Yeah. Uh, and then, you, and then, then they were, the boys didn't know where to go out in Derby. So, I mean, no, no way isn't exactly the greatest place to start telling people what the best places to go out. But in its day, <laughs> no, no way, it was real good. It was. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you uh, managed. Good. Yeah, back in the day, no, no way, it was, was a really, really good club. And I, I don't really know why. I've got no idea why it was so good, but it was. Just one of those, wasn't it? It was the place to go if you was a, like the Derby lads used to go there, didn't they? And uh, yeah, Will Hughes, Jeff Hendrick back in the day used to go, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Val, there was no, uh, Mark O'Brien used to go quite a lot, didn't he? Remember Ob, Ob, yeah, Ob. I used to go out with Ob a lot. Uh, who else used to come out? Tice, Nathan Tyson. We used to have Team Nine Dogs in there. Like, yeah, just what? on a Saturday evening, and literally all the lads turned up. And then. Uh, only recently, uh, Val's been coming back to England and I've introduced him to the Blessington Carriage. Well, what's your thoughts on the Bless, Val? I like it. Yeah. It's where dreams are made, mate. Oh, mate, it's decent. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, it. But, um, just like, for whoever's listening, in Switzerland, I've been to Switzerland lots of times to see Val and the Blessington Carriage is as far away as possible as anything in the city where Val lives. You couldn't really? get anything. Any you couldn't get anything any closer. There's an Irish bar in Val's place, but even that's like a nice place to drink. And so, when you yeah, no, when you've taken Val there, is it is it with um, members of the SOC? Correct. Yeah, he's obviously been in the SOC bar. Um, no, I think the first yeah SOC bar, and then and then to the Bless. Yeah. Well, so that's a fully different experience anyway. Like the bless is one thing, but to experience a bless with uh, members of the SOC is a completely different, <laughs> a completely different thing. Yeah. Yeah, got a bit hectic, you know. Party back to the Dragon's Den as well. Uh, things can get pretty hectic, that's for sure. And uh, uh, a nice Catholic lad from Switzerland doesn't yeah. understand what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, so, he's, he's so sheltered, bless him. Yeah. So, so how did you go from? I'll ask Harry. Let's ask because we've got your version of the events earlier, Val. How did you go from meeting someone night out to to living with someone, Harry? Um, I think I remember coming. I think my parents used to drop me over when we were just chilling. If we were talking to either Mike's or Val, and then they lived with another guy, Matt Mark. I don't know if you've spoke about him. He was an, he was a keeper at yeah, the time. The keeper, Derby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So them three lived together and it was a big five-bedroom house in Little Over just off uh, Blakery's Lane uh, called Blakery's Avenue. Um, and I think at the time I was just crashing on the sofa and stuff and there was two spare rooms. 
Yeah. And eventually, I can't remember, one of the boys... I just told him, he was like fed up with his parents dropping him off all the time because he wasn't driving. And I just told him, I said, look, listen, mate, just get yourself a bed and you can have the room. Yeah. And that's what I did. Like the next day, he bought a bed and they just moved in with us. I can remember, actually. That's just jog my memory. I came round once, but I can't remember why. I can remember. Party? Probably a party, mate, or after yeah. party. Oh, I no, it was know. like a Sunday afternoon, I think. But yeah, I came round. It was like, I think we had a beer in the garden. I think Benny came as well. Yeah, I, I had a decent yeah, garden. Yeah, yeah. At the time, especially like the group, like our group of lads growing up and stuff. Um, and and I was and I was with Jamal and Jamal's uh, older brother Rima quite a lot as well. And at the time, uh, uh, Val and, and Mike's were like the only people to like kind of like have a house. And it was a bit of a we were how old were we? Nineteen. Yeah, eighteen. Uh, so do you know what I mean, Blake? You, you get all happy at eighteen, nineteen. And you start wanting to drink and and do all sorts of things. And I think at the time, just because it was a big house and stuff, it became quite a bit of a central thing for like people to come together. Uh, we had a party, we had a couple of yeah. parties there and we'd go town and we'd come back after town and things like that. So it was just a, it was all, all round great times really. Yeah. yeah. Decent. Any, any mad stories from them days? No. It can't be, you know. Can't be story. divulging. Come <laughs> telling them, mate, come on. Can't be doing things like that. Right, especially when there was, especially when uh, there was three professional footballers at the time in the house. So you know what's going to happen. But I suppose it doesn't all matter now because you're all retired, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah no, anyway, I don't want to don't want to spoil anyone because other people are involved, Blake. So. Yeah, I, I I fully appreciate the sensitivity <laughs> of the issue. Um, <laughs> we'll go on to you. Um, we've been doing this with with people we've had on. Ben get, was the first to give us his Prem Eleven. We've either been doing uh, all time Derby Elevens or all time Prem Elevens. So I'll get your all time Premier League Eleven if that's all right, Val. Have you got that, yeah, mate? Well, I was thinking about that a long time. It's hard to do one to get. Uh, I got Peter checking goal. Yeah, I think he's one of the best keepers. Uh, I'm playing three four three. Yeah, so oh, attacking. Yeah, yeah, May and out of the four midfielders, one of them is a striker. So, wow. they they have to figure it out themselves how they want to play. So <laughs> how I, he's already I, turning his nose off. <laughs> they have to they have to figure it out themselves. Yeah, so I got Ashley Cole, uh, Vidic, who I used to love uh, watching when uh, like. Uh, Proper got in the English game, yeah. and John Terry, and then I got uh, what did I have? Uh, Scolzi, Paul Scholes, uh, Lampard. Uh, went for gigs and Yaya Toure. I was talking to Harry about that before, and I just changed my mind. And up front, uh, gone for Drogba, Rooney, and Henri. Wow, that is an attacking team. Yeah, I didn't pick Ronaldo. I don't know why, but. Yeah, this with, we had an issue. We've discussed this before. We have issues with this because the Prem Eleven, Blake, is a difficult one. It's it's who performed the best in the Prem or who's the best the Prem's ever seen. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because for that. records, for records wise, you you have. I don't know if you have to, but you, you're kind of drawn towards Shearer to put up front yeah. in terms of Prem records. But in terms of the best player to play in the Prem, there's quite there's, been, there's a number of strikers better than Shearer, in, in my opinion, uh, who have played in the Prem uh, and maybe not just done it in the Prem, but in, in, in other leagues as well. What do you reckon to, to Vols, Vols 11, Harry? <sighs> yeah, I mean, mine's fairly similar. I mean, I have to put Ronaldo in. So there's just no, I don't know. Go on, I, I have... Are you serious, Sam? Well, if I go similar formation, I think, I think Czech you is... Whatever is, is, formation you want, mate. 
Check is bang on. No, let me go three four three. Right. Check is a great choice. Centre back. I like Terry. Um, I like Vidic for sure. Uh, I think I'd like to go company. Um, I think that City team uh, that had won so much uh, during those years. Phew, I don't know. Uh, I think there's got to be a lot of City players in the in the all-time best prem. So I like company there for sure. Uh, Midfield-wise, Skulls and Lamps asserts. Not a massive Gerard fan, even though I appreciate what he did. I'd prefer to have De Bruyne in there. Yeah. And De Bruyne got in Benes. I think just, yeah, I just think I just know what you can do. And I think I'd probably have them three and then I'd probably have Rooney just sitting in the number 10. Mm. I know Rooney. there's actual Lampard space as well, but I've put uh, Rooney there. And then your, fr- your front three. Um, I'm going to go for Ronaldo, Henri and Aguero. Aguero? Decent shout that. What do you reckon to uh, to company getting involved as a centre half? Do you think he's he's worthy? Yeah, you know he's a great defender, like one of the best. But he just didn't play enough no. for me. He was injured, also, unfortunately. Also, the goal he scored. I, I used to follow because I followed the German Bundesliga as well, and he was at Hamburg before he moved to City. So I know him from the time there, and he was unbelievable. But he just like got injured so many times, and that's why he didn't make it in my team. Yeah, I just I just think as an eleven company in there is just yeah. yeah if you give me a top uh, company, yeah, you can put it. No, I, I mean there was other shouts we spoke. About. Ivanovic uh, yeah. right back and Ashley Cole at left back. They are honorary mentions who would get into any Prem eleven for sure. I think uh, Ashley Cole's going to most of most of the ones I've done. Ashley Cole's been been in. Yeah. yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna play le- you're gonna play wing backs or uh, or left and right backs at Coles, definitely for sure. But no, I, I don't know. It's one of those. What do you think, Blake? Yeah, I think they're both very attacking 11s. I can't even remember mine now that I, I gave Ben. But they're, they're both incredibly similar to to the first one we had off Ben, and I think he went three five two though, but very similar. I think he he got a bit of stick for not having Lampard or Gerrard in. But to be fair, I did spring it on him with about five minutes notice, so. I think he it was off the top of his head more than anything. Yeah. It's tough. Is it? I only put Gerald in. I don't didn't put Gerald in only because he didn't win the Prem. That was also yeah. That was the only reason. Mm. Well, we've done all time Rams 11s as well. I, I won't uh, challenge you to that, Val. But who were the best players you played with when you was at Derby? Who were the best lads out there when you when you were training? Bocco. Yeah, Bocco was mate. Bocco was a great lad, mate. One of the best lads I've met. Like one of the nicest guys. But the best player uh, at the time was. Uh, Jamie Wardy probably. Jamie Ward. Yeah. He was uh, he was unbelievable. Like in training, like this tiny little guy and just moving around people and so it's unbelievable. And obviously all the young lads uh, were there well used, obviously was uh, like in training he didn't lose the ball one time. It's ridiculous. And yeah. Jeff Hendrick who was a Berlin now, he's just a tank in midfield. Yeah. But uh, Jamie Ward was uh, probably the best player played there. I think Val mentioned that Ben Davis was was exceptionally uh, was a real good trainer well, as well, set, right? Set pieces ben and stuff da- as well. Ben Davis, unbelievable, right for. Yeah, yeah. Really, I really did um, sure. like the standard. I, the standard was very very high. I was surprised. Like it, I needed like a month or two to get used to the tempo and the standard. Hmm. It was very very high. I did um, Alfreton Town last year, just doing like it's local now, so it's like Conference North. Um, and I did that for, for Radio Derby and Ben Davis was playing for Grimsby 
Yeah, uh, right, uh, right back captain and still unbelievable right foot. I think he had. I think he set two up. Yeah, <laughs> his right foot is a joke. Yeah, just absolutely ridiculous. How do how do the Derby players that you played with compare to like other players you played with? Is it, is it the best squad you've been in? Yeah, yeah. I haven't been in many, but it's probably the best squad I've been in. Yeah. yeah. Like, and no, apart from the Spanish team, obviously the 21 team we played against, I haven't seen any better players. Yeah. And yeah, I remember one time we played with uh, Gates at one of us at Gates. We played West Brom in the FA Cup, and they were the prem at the time. And uh, there were some players there as well, like uh, Berahino was playing up front, mm-hmm. and he was rapid. And yeah. Morris in midfield, so his standard was different. Yeah, different class. Yeah. Was that was that one of them games like playing Spain on the twenty ones where you you're doing a lot of running without seeing much of the ball? We lost seven nil. So oh. <laughs> Morata, we lost seven <laughs> nil, mate. And I was um, playing in midfield at the time because the guy for one of playing in field, so I was playing in midfield. And I just did a lot of running, maybe without touching the ball. Yeah. Well, when you said when you said Derby, there was it wasn't like it wasn't a bad side, but there was some some like bad results and whatnot. Did you ever have like uh, do you see a Nigel Clough rare up or anything in the in the changing rooms? Was there anything like that? Because we've had a couple on in the past that, that have told some stories about. Um, I don't think he took it very well. If you you got a few up here. Well, the first year we was uh, I was there. Uh, we got very unlucky, like around the winter time, January, February, because we got a lot of people injured. Because when I made my full debut against Cardiff, we had sixteen people in the squad instead of eighteen because we didn't have any more players. Yeah, and I think that was just a bit unfortunate for him. And I thought, like, all right, in the second season, we're gonna try and attack and just get ourselves up there. But I think he only stayed in charge for like seven games. Well, yeah, he got angry if you did like stupid mistakes. I remember one game we played twenty ones. Uh, we played Birmingham. We were losing 4-0 at half-time, yeah. And, oh. you know, at Moore Farm, when you come in, the pitch is on the right side. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like a hill. And he used to stand up the hill with his cricket ball. He used to always have a cricket ball and just smash it around the field and stuff. He used to watch the games up there with his cricket ball and we're losing 4-0 half-time. So, uh, afterwards, he sprinted down the hill. We're sitting on the bench and he just comes to me to my face like this and goes, like, you're a disgrace and the way you're playing is so shit and everything. And I just thought, all right, man, what can I do? It's just one of these. <laughs> how do you, you react to that, though, as a youngster? Cause I didn't you say anything. Same... I was literally like, I just didn't say anything. I was just looking at him and I was just trying to do better. But I was like shocked, you know. I've never seen him like this. I've never yeah. seen him. But I, I've seen as soon as the game, uh, the, the half finished, and I've just seen him sprinting down, right? Like blowing. And then he just comes to me and goes, like, you're a disgrace in my face. Like this. I said, like, okay. Oh wow. wow! Is that <laughs> just like some some players wouldn't take that very well though? Some players would nah, be like, go like that, or do you just sit your chest out and go? Nah, right, I just, I just up there. And I just listened. They looked him in the eye, and I listened to it, and I just didn't say anything. Mm. And uh, yeah, afterwards he said some some things. Uh, like I, I was very disappointed with the performance at first. Time. He did better in the second half, but this can't happen again. I said, okay, it will not happen again. Wow. It's yeah. one. Of, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, see, there a lot of young players would fold into that, wouldn't they? So yeah. it's, it's maybe a test of character to see like, how how am I going to react? How is how is Val going to react if I go and tell him what for now? Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I like I, like I said, you can't do something in that situation because they were playing hard, you know, and uh, you just got to take it. Take it yeah. yeah. Are you right there, Harry? I am. Yeah. <laughs> making making a lot of noise, mate. What are you doing? Like going for a run or something? <laughs> Sorry, mate. My, uh, you know, the AirPods—they just die on you, don't they? I wouldn't know, mate. Android man myself. <laughs> oh, that's how I'm, uh, just died on me. Apologies. 
What are your uh, What are your memories then, Harry? We'll, we'll finish in a sec. But what are your memories of the time living with Val? What was it like? Obviously, you can't divulge any actual memories. But what was it like? <coughs> and with the boys? No, I think. Yeah, well, I think for a couple of young lads, um, I think both. I think for Val playing uh, Luzerne Twenty Ones, and then uh, Hoag's went from. Newcastle to Northampton, is that correct? Well, yeah, he didn't play any game. He just signed straight away for Derby after that. Yeah, he went to Northampton, didn't play, and Cluffy signed him straight away. And obviously, I didn't know the guys at the time when they when they initially signed because they originally lived in Oakwood when they first signed, and then when they moved over to Little Levels when I knew them. So I knew them about kind of a, maybe a year into your pro, I guess. Oh, and wow. it's a different kind. Of, you know, with these guys who are on first, you know, first team professional contracts. There was. Um, there wasn't loads of money flying around, but there was young lads who were sub-20 years old with a, a fair amount of disposable income. So you can imagine kind of uh, it was if you wanted to do something, you could do it kind of thing. So it, it was awesome fun if we wanted to go out late night. And I mean, these these boys, we can say it now, these boys weren't the best behaved, especially staying up late. Yeah, I, I can that before as well. So I mean, I can, I can remember... Yeah, we we sit on the sofa. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the program Entourage, but I remember uh, we all used to love that program. I can remember I worked nights at the time, and we would sit on the sofa watch Entourage episode after episode. It would we'd pull an all nighter. Yeah. Val then Val and Hoes would then go to training after an all nighter, and then come back from training, and we'd just jump straight straight back on Entourage again. Like it was a bit of a it was a live in the moment type uh, type situation for sure. Um, and uh, and yes, I know it was, it was a lot of fun. We could just kind of do what we want, and then so yeah, Val introduced me to, to to kind of Switzerland. Really, we were flying out to Switzerland quite a lot, weren't we? And going on going on holidays. Went to Ibiza. We did kind of the normal stuff, I guess. Blake. Um, it was just nice. These boys looked after me definitely because I was working at the casino for sure, and uh, I owe a lot to Mike's and Val during those years because uh, I mean they were earning a fortune at the time, and and, and uh, yeah, all we can say is we had a good time. Yeah. Looking looking back, Val, do you uh, do you wish you'd have walked away when Harry first came up to you and probably focused more on your football career? No, definitely not, mate. <laughs> this is a friendship show, lads. Probably forever, mate. So, yeah, uh, I'm happy about that, so I wouldn't change it for anything. I mean, I mean, you, know, event- you can go two ways, you know. Either you make it and or you don't. But, like I got no hurt feelings about it. I'm happy. No. there. Obviously, I could have done more and stuff, but. Like the memories I have from like living with Harry and just like doing stuff together, like I wouldn't change that for anything. No, I mean it, the the it would the roles would change anyway, weren't they? Because at the at the end, uh, Val ended up moving in with with my parents. Because we both went back home and yeah. and, uh, and 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 Val uh, stayed, and he you know he had Gates had. Um, and was looking for other teams at the time, and obviously, uh, I guess I don't know if you've gone over it or not, but obviously that's kind of uh, kind of all went went back to Switzerland at the time. But but yeah, we had some times living with my parents as well, which was a bit of a flashback for sure. Because going from a big house in Littleover to living with your parents again is, <laughs> is a strange one. Uh, but my, my mum and dad are cool; they let us do what we want, really, don't they? So so yeah, no, it was a it was a class time. And at the time, I mean, I was still supporting Forest as well because of Benny. Mm. So it was it was a weird it was a weird time because I was still lo- I was loving Jamal and Ben at, at Forest, and then I obviously had Mike's and, and, and Val at Derby. It was a really difficult time for me just as a supporter in general. I didn't who, I didn't know what to didn't know what to do. Who you support now? I def I, I don't I, I 
Nobody, man. Uh, yeah, I'm not bothered about the supporting it's, thing. It's talk Derby to me. I know, and I'll, and I'll always love Derby, always will. My mum and dad have still got season tickets, so I'll always love Derby. But right now, if Sheffield United was to play Derby, I'd be wanting Sheffield United to win. Yeah, uh, fair play. Just the way it is. Wherever, wherever Ben is at the moment, for sure, is, is who I will support, kind of, as, and that's who I want to do well. But I always look out for a result from Derby, definitely. Yeah. Uh, just hope they sort their shit out. Do you still look out for, for Derby results and maybe watch them on telly occasionally, Val? Uh, yeah, I watch them all the time because, like, even now with Rooney coming to Derby, like, all their games are on live TV, even here in Switzerland. Mm. So I watch literally every game. And I I wish them well. I wish they'd get to the Premier League because I want to go Pride Park and watch Premier League mm. again. I really do. Definitely. Oh, they just, they just so far. I mean, from uh, Blake, I mean, through. Um, through my business, I've been spending a lot of time at Moor Farm and meeting uh, quite a few of the guys. And I've been around the uh, the, uh, the training ground, uh, knocking about, and I'm close with a few of the young players and stuff. And I can see there's a different mentality at Derby now. I don't know what it is, but uh, it, it, uh, yeah, everything is geared up to win now. Mm. Um, I know because we work with Leeds as well with business, and and there and there. The way their training camp has been run and the way that they on match day and all things is very professional. It's all ready for Prem. And I can see that in Derby as well. Um, I, I don't think it'll be too long before Derby are up there. That change, like you said, you just mentioned, that change happened when uh, McLaren got in. And you felt it like uh, the way we trained and the way the lads were professional again, like more professional than they were on the Clothy. Mm. And... That changed, and then when I left, obviously I just kept reading on, like I've seen on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like this. They did the training ground, like uh, build a bit new and stuff like this, and getting all these big time players and stuff. And I think the mentality just changed. They need to get in the Premier League now. They just mm. can't stay longer. It was almost like a film after after Clough left. A lot, a lot of fans weren't happy, but then we were four one down at half time against Ipswich. Oh, like, nice. first game, and it's like four all at half time. He came in the change. Oh yeah. That was the game. That was the game I knew uh, my derby career was over. Because really? I, was meant, I was meant to play in that game because. The oh day, yes. Yes. The, the Saturday before, the Saturday before we were playing Forest, we lost one 0 and Keogh got sent off. Yeah. Yes. So the only other centre back in the team is me. So me and Boxing, Yeah. So I go in Monday in training. I was already calling my parents and say, "Yeah, I'm going to fly you over on Tuesday because I'm going to play because I'm the only choice, obvious choice." Yeah. Yeah. I go in Monday. Zach Whitbread. <laughs> go in Monday morning, yeah. Go on Monday morning. Zach Whitbread wasn't there anymore. He wasn't there on Monday. Go in Monday morning, trying to walk out of the pitch, yeah. take, take my boots walking out. And uh, 21's manager now, what's his name? Darren Wassel. Darren Wassel, yeah. <laughs> and he comes to me and he goes, Val, uh, you're not training, right? You can train with the 18th in the afternoon. You're not in the squad for the next game. I said, what do you mean? He goes like, yeah, you can just do a gym session in the morning, train with the 18th in the afternoon and go home. You're not going to be in the squad tomorrow. I said, what's this about? And I was going to argue with him, but the players just told me like, Val, just come down. It's not worth it. Don't say anything, you know what I mean? Uh, until the manager comes or whatever, the new manager. And I was so angry there. And I knew, I said like, listen, uh, this is not going to happen. Because I thought, all right, new manager coming in, I'll get to play the game. You know, he might see me playing well or whatever. And then he might have a different... Uh, opinion about me and then uh, Tuesday morning they signed Zach Whitbread on loan and I think he scored in that game he scored yeah that's why the only reason yeah, I remember he scored, it he scored yeah, yeah. Four yeah. Down, and then McLaren came uh, came down and changing room at half time and just like motivated all the lads 
and they just went out and we drew 4-4. I remember that. But I knew from that moment on, I said. Even though, was- like, a week of training with McLaren, he did, like, 11-11. So, not that we're really well in this training, but he just didn't, like... He didn't see me. He just, like, said, look, uh, you could just look for another club. Well, that was... That should be the time that, like, a young lad who's doing well should shine. If the, if the academy manager's taking over the first team for a game and they need a centre-half, yeah. surely you should be going, vote. Yeah. you've earned your place, go and have a run out. Yeah, but I can understand him a bit because uh, he, he took, uh, I don't know the names anymore. Uh, Jamie Hansen, I think. Yeah, Jamie yes. Hansen, yeah. He was, he was in the 21. Yeah, Bruce. Mm. He was in the 21. So I understand that he's going to take him instead of me, you know. Mm. But I was just I was uh, just confused because I was the only centre-back fit. Mm. And we had only Jake Box and Keo was, uh, uh, had a record, obviously, suspended. Or, or, or Mark O'Brien was injured. So I was the only choice. And I thought, well... If I'm not playing now, when I'm going to play? <laughs> and he just well, told me, he said, I'm not even allowed to train. He said, you're not allowed to train. You can go in the gym and train with the 18s. With the 18s. He said, you go oh, train man. with the 18s in the afternoon. And I was so angry at that moment. I just like, I did the training session. I didn't say anything, but I was angry. And I knew from that moment on, I said, they don't want me here. You, you knew then that was it, that, that was Derby yeah, career I over. I spoke to McLaren afterwards and I said to him, he just said, look, this is going to be hard. I understood because he took, he brought like players out uh, on loan, like Michael Keane was there, yes. Andrew Wisdom came, and all these oh. Premier League players. And I knew there was no space for me, so I was just trying to look for another club, but it didn't work out. Yeah, and it, it was them, them loan signings that kind of, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, that extra quality that they're getting up in the end, once it, it was the, like the Wisdoms and Pat Bamfords and yeah, yeah. people that ended up getting on loan that, that made the difference. It's a shame, though. Is it a bit of a regret you didn't get to play under McLaren? What a coach. Yeah, well, he's unbelievable. Like, his training sessions were so intense and so great quality and, like, he motivated everybody and stuff. Like, he's a great manager. But, mm. yeah, I regret a bit, but there's nothing you can do if he doesn't want you. No. You know I mean? No. Like, he didn't even look at me. He kept telling me, yeah, work in the 21s, keep playing, I'm going to watch the games. I don't think he was ever at the game. <laughs> really? Yeah. But, That's uh, a we spoke yeah, about well, earlier when, when Nigel Clough used to watch in the 21s. That's the difference, isn't exactly. it? I went on loan like a Barnet, obviously played the second half season. And he said, yeah, I'm going to follow these games. I'm going to watch how you play because you're going to run out of contract. And we talk about it in the summer. And I kept asking, I said, have you seen the game? Have you seen the game? So said, no, I just didn't care. Oh, <laughs> it must be tough as a, as a youngster to go through that. Yeah, it was tough. But it's one of these where you can't do anything about it. Well, it's nice that you still have an affinity with Derby and still look out for, for Derby County and whatnot. And I've still got memories of, of you playing and whatnot. So thank you very much and appreciate your time coming on. Appreciate it. Wow. Awesome. Thanks, right. Harry. Harry. Cheers, mate. Appreciate that. Do you enjoy your run out on the podcast? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's nice uh, Nice to get my first official start. Um, yeah, you're off the bench, mate. Me. You didn't start. <laughs> we started on our own. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually so true. Yeah, I've had like, played last 20. Pretty poor performance <laughs> from myself, really. But uh, hopefully I'll get to re- redeem myself in the future. Yeah, I brought you on when before and a look with 20 minutes to go, mate. You can have a little run around for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Harry. Cheers, bro. Nice one, Harry. Nice one, mate. Safe, Take safe, care, safe. boys. Cheers, boys. Oh, nice one. Bye-bye, bye. bye, bye.